1: hello 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 what's up everybody welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a fun show for you guys today uh before we uh Do that. Let's just say hi to everybody and then hi to the chat room. And then Ron's going to tell a story or something or whatever he wants to do. But to start off, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Good evening, friend. good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are.
1: Anyway, (laughs) I
2: think... No,
1: no, wait, let's say hi to the chat room before Oh, hi to the, the chat room. What's up, hi. chat room? We got Angela Joseph in the chat room. Angie Cindy Baby. Ladylak, Teresa Saban from Florida, Backpack John. Lots of people will start coming in. We got a great show for you guys today. We have actress Mandala Rose and uh, Billboard chart topping uh, Americana Roots artist Grant Malloy-Smith. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, whoever excited the legend is who just joined us, hello, welcome to the show. And now, Angie, our man. Angie Baby, sweetheart.
2: I'm no longer going to comment on your gigantic bosoms because I saw when I did the other day on that thing we did when we saw each other. You were a little like taken aback by my comments, my jokes <laughs> about those enormous 48
1: triple D's. She says hi, Ron, baby, in the chat room.
2: Right. Anyway, my sweetie, where the fuck is my script? That's enough. It's of this. coming. All right. It's coming. I want the world because I'm so happy to know that Jimmy told me now that we go out more than five million people because everybody's stuck at home all over the world. Yes, many don't see us or understand us because we speak English, but those that do tune in. Plus, there are millions of Americans that live abroad or in other countries, and they enjoy our show because it's a little bit of home. Or maybe not where they came from in Connecticut, but if they're home from Brooklyn, it's definitely a little bit of
1: home. Angela she, said she was embarrassed, but it's okay because that was all her peers. You like when she's
2: oh, on the show? I've had every one of those guys on my <laughs> show. I asked them how big their dicks were. Come on, <laughs> what peers? I mean, they're our buddies, Angie. Come on, Joe Kelly. Come on, making out with Joe Kelly, you know. Get out of here. Those are, if, they were, if they were strange money people, investors, I never would have done it. You know, I would have been a very chic man and said, Oh, Angela, Joseph, how are you, so darling? Those are all the
1: employees of her company, laugh out yeah, loud. Yeah, I
2: know, but they're, they're buddies of mine. I pissed with them. We didn't
1: know half of them.
2: I know the cute guy with the beard. He's been on our yeah. show, Joe <laughs> Kelly. I've peed beside these guys in urinals. Come on, we're like family. Anyway, get over it. No big deal. Who gives a shit? Life is short. Let's laugh and live. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm going back to what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by Jimmy Starr, who is very cheap. Yeah. You know, I haven't been paid on this show. I'm on the show over nine years. He never gave me a penny. And I said to him, He's Jimmy, could you pay me? He said, Oh, it's my money's your money, honey. The show's money is our money. I said, Can I have ten thousand of our money so I can finish the garden? And he said, you know, my right knee is killing me. So that's what you get from Jimmy Starr. <laughs> anyway, um, my point is today, a very new person in our life is very, very big and famous, so I will not mention the name. But that person told us that when that person was very young, living in China, because that person is Chinese, that the person's grandmother and, and this person would kill rats in the house and eat them. It seems to me that China has been eating rats and bats for centuries. And dogs and cats. No, 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 no. I'm not going there because that, okay. makes, that makes me faint. I get okay. nauseous and I want to kill myself. Okay. <laughs> um, bats and rats. My question is, why is it over the thousands and thousands of years that they've been eating bats, this virus has not shown up? And rats. Wait. It comes from the bat, they say. Now, suddenly, this virus is let loose in China, killing most of the world. So, my question is, is it germ warfare? Uh, warfare? Oh, come on, Ron, English today. I'm sorry, folks. Is it germ warfare? Or is it a slip of a tube that broke in a, in a, in a chemistry lab? What could it possibly be? Or is China wanting to be the power of the planet Earth. And this is the way they're going to destroy everyone's economy. I asked that question, one intelligent gentleman came on board, my Facebook page, and he gave me all the right answers. As to everyone else, no one else wants to stick their neck out. And they do not want to think possibly this was a deliberate thing done by China, period. Most people think that if they do agree to this, they are Donald Trump supporters. Well, folks, no. Donald Trump has never come forward and said anything like this. He's not that crazy, okay? He keeps it quiet. But there are other people in Washington. Now, Jimmy, I can't, no, I shouldn't say that. Someone, a very, someone very close to me has a relative who's a big shot in Washington, in the White House and we were told that this is possibly germ warfare and it was deliberate and that america is now investigating this and they will come forward and say if it in fact is true if it is true that makes china worse than nazi germany nazi germany killed 6 million people but this flu is killing many millions more no
1: not
2: yet well
1: but it, it's not over it's
2: not over jim
1: that's true you know we're,
2: we're just we're not at the the crest yet So my point is, let's find out, folks. Let's be Americans and let's demand and get out there and and picket in our front lawns and say, we want to know exactly where did this coronavirus come from that has killed friends and relatives and millions of people. We demand to know. We know about six feet of of separation. We know about masks. We know about gloves, washing hands. They drive us nuts with that. But they don't come forward and say, we have a suspicion that this virus came from da 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 What? It's un-American? It's anti-China? No, let's find out, and then we'll know the truth. So there you go, everybody. I have a question.
1: I, I um, don't really understand. Like, like I know we call it the coronavirus, and everybody got upset because I saw these people fighting on Facebook when somebody said it was a Chinese disease or whatever. And, and like, it's true it originated in China, Like So I don't think that that's derogatory, saying it was like a Chinese disease and now it has a name. Politically correct morons. I know, but it's not derogatory because if it started here, it would be an American disease. And if it started in France, it'd be a French disease. You know what's derogatory?
2: (laughs) This disease is derogatory, okay? This disease is what should be hated, yelled at, and screamed at, and called names. This disease has got to go. It has destroyed the American economy, the American mental situation of life. It has destroyed people's respect Actually for ev- one another all over the world. People are afraid to go out now after this epidemic is over. No one's going to see each other, touch each other, be anything. What the hell? Are we becoming computers?
1: Maybe like says they called it this con- disease Kong Flu. This,
2: this <laughs> disease goes further than killing people. This disease destroys the mental status of well-beings. This, destroys, cause, this disease causes paranoia. This disease has got to go, number one. And number two, we have to find out where it came from so we could prevent it and other diseases like it from never coming to our shores again or anywhere else in the world for that matter. I love America. I love American people. I'm an Italian American. I love my Italy more than most countries. And I'm so sad that Italy was so devastated by this disease. So I'm hurting for two places, America and Italy. I have relatives still in Italy. So everybody, let's go forward. Let's all demand an answer. Let's go after Trump that he's got a a big mouth and he likes to talk about people. Okay, talk about this, Trump. Let's hear. What do you think, Mr. Trump, about did China really deliberately put this disease out there to kill the world? Good question for him. Let's see what he answers.
1: You never know. You never
2: know. Now we're going to never know fun. who's
1: listening. <laughs> no. Well, you know what?
2: I got news for you. Anytime Trump's name is mentioned in the media, it immediately goes to the censors in Washington and they find out who you are and what your political background is. And uh, if they can, in some way, if you if you demean uh, Trump, they try to sort of get you off the air.
1: Actually, Angela's asking if we got our stimuluses, but no, we didn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. But anyway, I'm not a supporter of anybody. I don't think I'm going to vote anymore ever again because I'm not happy with who they offer me to vote for. And until they do, I'm going to remain uh just a uh, su- uh, supporter of freedom. Freedom of speech,
1: which we it seems they're having a problem a lot with that now too because everybody's afraid to say anything because everybody gets offended so easily. You guys take 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 life with a grain of salt. Don't get offended by every single thing that somebody says. Everybody's not out to get you. That's true. So also, you guys, so last week, you guys, we had Carolyn Hennessy on. I went on uh, Netflix and watched St. Agatha. Um, Ron only watched some of it. It is kind of like a scary, gory movie. No, I movie. couldn't
2: deal with it because I love her, by the way, and she's a brilliant actress, and she's in Studio City playing a, a nasty bitch, so she's good at these roles. She was supreme. I mean, her performance was fabulous.
1: And it gets better because Ron only watched some of it because it got too gory for him. And
2: I just can't deal with some of the, uh, I won't give it away, but it was sadistic in my, in my interpretation of it. It was very sadistic and cruel,
1: and, and. and if you like horror movies, you will love it, you guys. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's called St. Agatha. Um, and uh, Carolyn Hennessy plays the lead uh, convent mother or whatever whatever the heck you call them. And it is freaking awesome. And it's got an awesome ending. <laughs> so but you it- definitely want to watch it on Netflix. It's totally worth it. But as
2: far as the technique of the film, it was filmed beautifully. The camera work is great. The lighting is good. The sound was good. And the acting was good. It is a really a class act film, a number one film. I just wish they would have not been quite so explicit.
1: Oh, and it got way more explicit after. <laughs> yeah, you, well, left.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm one of those, you know, I'm one of those people if I see a movie and then go to bed, I dream about it. And I like to go to bed with happy thoughts, so I wake in the morning with happy thoughts.
1: Also, Backpack John joined us. Hello, he says it was good too, so he saw it too. So that's awesome. And uh, oh, and also, you guys, uh, Angela Joseph said, remind everybody on Netflix, you can watch American Warfighter, written and directed by Jerry G. Angelo, who's the guy with the beard that we had the conference, who was on our show a couple like a month or two the ago. The cute guy. Um, yes, I call him the I call him Cutie Pie. He's got a cute guy. Hey, you guys too. If you want to make the chat room bigger, I made my screen. Uh, I hit the little box to make the whole W4CY screen smaller, and it made the chat room blow up big. So you should be able to just uh, to, to to chat in a bigger area because mine's big. It Is Shapiro up my in there? No, she's she's doing stuff. I don't think she's there. She said she was going to try to come, but she's not here yet. And Angela says he's very handsome.
2: I think he's cute, Angie. Don't you think he's cute? I mean, would you date him? If he were gay, I'd date him. If I wasn't with Jimmy, I think he's very sexy.
1: <laughs>
2: no, he really She says, is. yes,
1: he's very handsome.
2: And yeah. I don't really go for guys with beards. I mean, Jimmy has a beard, but that one has a beard, too. But he's really a smooth, sexy guy.
1: There you go. She says, yes, sir.
2: <laughs> no, really, Angie, baby, we got to get you married, girl. You need to have a man in your life. They don't even get married. You need somebody to keep you
1: happy. There you go. You got to like love the whole thing.
2: Meanwhile, Angie Fuckface, where's my goddamn script? I hate you, bitch. (laughs) I mean, I'm still waiting for that script. All I know is I'm with Lorene Landon and I cannot wait because you know how much I love Lorene. And I want to run lines with Lorene way before we start production. So Lorene and I know exactly what our characters are and how we can perform. Lorreen and I intend to make our scenes Emmy-winning scenes. I got news for you. We're going to deliver, honey, such stuff to you and Joe Kelly that you're going to sit back and say,
1: oh, my God. So, you guys, he's talking about Clown Motel 2, which is on... Angie, tell me, is it Kickstarter? or I, I I think it's on Kickstarter, but I get them confused, so tell me real quick. And uh, she says she hasn't gotten her script yet either. You and, know, uh,
2: Angie. so many people... You know, I have a tremendous... Uh, What is it called in private messages They come in by the millions? It's a joke. And so many people are coming in saying, oh, where can I see it? And I'm saying to them, where the fuck are you, dumbbells? It hasn't been shot yet. So I know that so many people want to see it, that when we do shoot it and it premieres, it's going to go over the top. It's going to be a sensationally big movie.
1: So you guys listen up if you want to be a be a part of Clown Motel 2 uh, they have a Kickstarter campaign. You can uh, just Google, uh, when you go to Kickstarter, plug in Clown Motel 2. Um, to to death, what is it called? To death do us part? Till death do us part. Till death do us part. And uh, you can definitely go in there and contribute. It's on its last week of Kickstarter campaign. So join it and become a part of this amazing project. You're going to know everybody in it because all the people in it practically have been on our, sho- uh, our show. And, uh, and also I
2: put up some of my real Uh, A reel is a work reel. You'll see me playing a minister who's very, very dizzy. You'll see me playing a Brooklyn cop in Pittsburgh who's as mean and tough as they can. And next, I'm going to put up me performing as a broken-down drag queen in a Greenwich Village nightclub in love with the straight man who owns it. But the straight man has confusion. He loves the drag queen when she's in drag but hates him when he's a he. And it's a, a play that I wrote and went up in New York City. And it's called um, Two and the, Co- the Same. Uh, that's going to be very interesting because I sing in that one off key because I'm a broken down old drunken drag queen. And I sing I'm Still Here, which is interesting. And my co-star, who is wonderful, and I can't remember his name, but I'll have it for <laughs> yeah. you. No, I, I, he, I, he's a wonderful actor and handsome. Uh, he, he did a brilliant job in that play. Anyway, it's called Two and the Same. It'll be on Facebook probably. It'll yeah, be on this
1: YouTube page, you guys. And on tomorrow. Because everybody's and, not your friend on Facebook. They and, can't elsewhere.
2: Well, yeah, you can see and you And you'll see me as, remember, I'm. A, he was a lawyer that got tired of being a lawyer and had money, and he invested in a Greenwich Village broken down drag club with an old bitch that's been there since the, day one, played by me, Dava. And when he goes there, he learns all about gay people and what it's like to be gay and what it's like to be not wanted or liked by society in view of all of that he still falls in love with this this so-called used to be beautiful drag queen played by me all
1: right so listen up you guys ron's youtube channel is ron russell set the record straight uh the jimmy star shows youtube is jimmy star show with ron russell we want to welcome b and dave uh, B. Claudie from Germany and Dave from Stars Now UK. We gotta call our first guest. Uh, while we call our first guest we're gonna play Get Fresh. Uh, the name of the song is Blow Me a Kiss. And when we get back we should have Mandala Rose. So please enjoy. Get oh. Fresh is Blow Me a Kiss. Studio
3: monkey wanted- Studio Monkeys <laughs> is
1: that it are we back i guess we're back are we back that was a very abrupt cut off but everybody yeah, this, that was blow me a kiss but this song bye goes- get fresh and, before we introduce our next guest, we want to make sure we can all hear her, so say hi.
4: Hi, everyone. Well, there we go. Okay. That
1: works. Good. Nice, powerful all right. voice. I know. Go. I love it. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly gorgeous and talented Mandala Rose. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello,
4: and thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> We're going to have a blast. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody. This is our cool, outrageous Man About Town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: You have a beautiful smile.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you. I think
2: you're very pretty.
4: Thank you. (laughs) I think
2: you're very sexy.
4: You're making me blush. (laughs) That's
2: good. We also, we also. Let me tell you something. If I said that to a couple of men, they wouldn't blush. They'd
1: come. (laughs) 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 So then we've got a chat room full of people. It looks like right now we have uh, Canada, Denver uh the uk australia germany a whole bunch of places and and the guy in australia and the guy uh dave from stars now uk in england sent me a message saying he's tuning in that he watched the the trailer for all about e and he's definitely tuning in to, to, to hear you <laughs> Awesome. <Okay. laughs> so say hi to everybody in the chat room especially hi everyone
4: how are you doing thank you
3: there for you
1: joining go me. especially dave yeah, Dave. He's a perv. He yeah, likes. Dave is a pervert. Anytime we have a good-looking girl come on, a woman, a good-looking mm-hmm. woman come on, he always has to like make sure he comes on to get be a part of whoever's like good-looking.
2: My very dear friend Sadie Katz, the most gorgeous girl in the world, sex. You might know Sadie. Do you, you know, know Sadie, Sadie Katz? Because
1: she made a whole bunch of films with. Well, well, um,
4: Sadie, I have met Sadie once or twice in passing, like at Outfest. Yes. I'm you know,
1: she she's got real boobs.
2: Her little boobs are real. She doesn't have those <laughs> bo- water bags. So all the guys go crazy for her because, you know, she's in movies where her top sort of falls off when you see her ninnies. And David <laughs> Hughes goes crazy. And he's married the pig.
1: And he also says that you're drop dead sexy, too. Right. You believe
2: this <laughs> shit? The guy is like a, a walking nymphomaniac.
1: She froze. Uh-oh, she froze. Look how pretty Uh-oh, you froze. I wonder if we can hear. I know you froze beautifully. Say something. Let's see if we can hear you, Mandala. Okay. Here okay,
4: we there go. we go. That's going to
1: keep happening for everyone. Now, now, Mandela, uh, M- Mandela
2: means your background is Hispanic.
4: Um, I actually don't know my background. I, I did one of those 23andMe's, and it came back that I'm definitely part pirate. Um, so Sri Lanka, I believe. My pirate? Was, that's cool.
1: Pirate. Mine I'm didn't like pirate. come back with anything cool like that. Mine came... <laughs> listen, my, my,
2: Gra- grab grabbed this one for a joke. Mine came back that I was a monk in Rome years ago. Okay. A monk in Rome. fucking Rome. Could you imagine me a monk? Well, that's pretty wow. good because all the other monks were happy. <laughs> 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 I was like the horror of the monkhood, <laughs> the monk's
1: house. <laughs> You got to like, love it. So Mandala has made. I used to raise my skirt easy. <laughs> Mandala, has a, Mandala has a new film. And one yes, of, I want to hear and, all and, about and Mandala. And the co-star of her who plays her lo- eventual love interest, I think they become eventual love interest, is Randy Wayne. And Randy Wayne is in Clown Fear with you. Oh, I love him. He's the guy who, and he's also the, 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 the guy in Megan with Sadie. And Sadie's in Clown Fear, too. It's kind of like six degrees of separation. Yeah,
2: Randy is a really nice, very good-looking, too. Yeah, he's a
1: good-looking guy. I
2: mean, if he were gay, I wouldn't mind, but Jimmy would kill me. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, yeah, I know him. He's a very good actor also. I like him a lot. I'm glad he's in Clown with us. I don't know if he's in my scenes, though.
1: No, he's not in your scenes. He's the guy Sadie has sex with in the movie.
2: She's having sex with all these good guys, that bitch. (laughs) How come they don't write a a gay part for me in drag where I can have sex with all these guys on screen?
1: So hold on, you guys. So the name of the movie is For the Love of Jesse. It's going to come out on May 1st uh, on demand. You can see it on all the odd demands. Um, Mandala is basically like one of the stars of the film along with uh, Randy Wayne and Adrian Barbeau. (laughs) Um, Randy Wayne's coming on next week and Adrian Barbeau's coming on the week after that, you guys. Adrian,
2: I love Adrian. I haven't seen her since Rock Hudson's House at a party with Jane Russell and Julie Newmar talk about old movie stars. And Ow. Adrian walk. I'm gonna do this when she's on the show, but I'm gonna pre-do it. No, don't now.
1: do it now because you're gonna wreck it because it's the same people gonna be tuning in. Yeah, so yeah but I better. but I
2: want them to know so they don't faint because they all They're faint on what I say. <laughs>
1: They're not gonna faint. Adrian walk by. First of all, well, she might not come on if she hears it, so don't say
2: it. <laughs> it's not bad. It's nothing bad or terrible. It's a compliment. It's no oh, all right, I'll save it for when she comes on. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Adrian. So also I you guys, love Adrian. For the Barbo. love of
1: Jesse, it also stars Bree Blair. I don't know how you pronounce this other guy's name, Manu Interayami. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tony <laughs> Deadman. And it's written and uh, written and directed by David Maccabee and um Kurt I uh, also helped write a co-writer. It's a great movie, you guys. It's not a horror movie. Um, you know, we always I'll bring a lot of horror movie people on because I like horror movies. But this is a, an actual, like, love and loss kind of movie. Um, why don't you tell everybody? Just tell everybody, like, a little bit about it. Yeah, what's your part? What okay. do you play?
4: Um, so... Randy Wayne plays Luke Matthews, who has the perfect life. He has the perfect wife, who is Bree Blair, and they're about to deliver their first baby. Um, he's also a gynecologist. Um, and my character, Sage, is one of his patients, and I'm also in my final stages of pregnancy, probably around the same time as his wife and I. Um, and in the same night, um, Dr. Matthews becomes a father and a widow, um, and I... Um, lose my baby and end up becoming his nanny to his to Jesse, um, and that story grows in the love interest and 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 Adrian plays uh, his mom so stepmother. She
1: doesn't like you. No, 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 <laughs> my
4: goodness! I think with you that, with saw like, this
1: film? I, I have how, did, a, how do you know? Uh, right? I watched part of it because I
2: watched.
1: And oh. in the trailer, it shows Adrian Barbosa. Wait, because- wait, wait, wait! What's the name of this movie you're in? for the love of jesse and jesse, for the love the of jesse jesse's the baby got it jimmy i'm not What a, smile, like what i right? like what i like the what kind of a story is that like he. Wait, loses-
2: before you go any further uh angie baby see if you can't get adrian barbeau in one of the movies opposite me i'd like to play with her
1: okay. <laughs> anyway he was, no no so in, so so in one night what was she like to work with
4: uh a dream an absolute dream
1: She's very
2: serious. She's a serious lady.
4: She she is she's classy, is what Adrian Barbo is. And she's just when she when when the when the camera is on her, it's like she just automatically demands this presence. And it's just it's just so divine watching her work and working with her was uh I have such wonderful scenes to put on my showreel. Um how lucky am
2: I? Very, very lucky because she's a i mean last time I spoke with her, she had written three books or she was in the process of re- writing three books. So she's a very bright lady and very deep
1: Very uh, accomplished. Well,
2: Adrian and I spoke at length at the pool because this was a party at at the old Rock Hudson house. And I, I'm sure she'll remember. You're young,
1: though. Do you know who Rock Hudson is? Because you're extremely young.
2: She has to know Rock Hudson. No, oh my God! I'm going to kill knows.
4: my. Bell, I apologize.
1: I'm going to kill myself. No, it's. Hold on. Let's see. Let's find but out. Okay. So. so how? Oh.
4: don't. Age is not at all a defining number. It is experience. You have much more experience than me, and I am envious of that. So. Do you age, know? Do you know? No, Rock, No,
2: wait, wait. Rock Hudson was the number one star for years and years in the United States and all the Doris Day movies and other movies. He's a oh. mega, mega, tremendous famous. He's as famous as more famous than Barbara Streisand. You know who she is? Yes. Yes. Oh, good.
1: She's from Australia. Who's who's a really you know who won in person that we had on our show from Australia? We had Guy Sebastian. Do you know oh, who Guy really? Sebastian is? Yes. Yeah we he's had Guy
4: Singer. He he was he's a singer in
1: um he won Pop Idol or whatever, the yes, first season
4: did. Australian yeah Australian Idol.
1: Yeah, Australian Idol. That's it. And then we also had one of the guys when they were filming Lord of the Rings. Somebody from Lord of the Rings, some guy who was one of the main guys, but I forgot who it was. But I can't remember who it was. And we also had somebody who was on The Voice, but they didn't win. <laughs> it's harder to get guests that are in Australia when they're in Australia. We have them when they come here, but when they're in Australia, because of the time zones, they got to get up at like five o'clock in the morning to do the show.
2: Okay, here's a question I ask a lot of people: What makes you think you're an actress? She froze. <laughs> she froze. No, I asked this question to all the young kids. What makes them think they're
1: actors? Laugh out loud. Hold on. Uh, Why is she still so frozen? I'm Aww. not sure. See if you can move, Mandala. We can't hear you or Mindala, see you. There we go. There you go. Are you back? I yeah. I
4: need you click to, to the internet just in case. Right. Oh, okay. What, That's what, good.
2: My question is, what makes you think you're an actress? What
4: makes me think I'm an actress? Yeah wow that's a that's a question I've never been asked,
2: um, I, guess I, asked
4: it, it, I guess it depends on what someone's definition of being an actress is and what success is. I've wanted to be an actress since i was since I knew what an actor was, and when I was year eight uh, eighth grade, I always said that I was going to move to l a and be a movie star an actor um what makes me an actress? I think because I feel as though I can adequately bring other characters and lives um, to existence in a believable way. I think that's what makes me an actor.
2: That's an excellent answer. Most people I say, I don't know. And I say, well, get the fuck out of the business if you don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't know why you're on the camera. What are you there for? Why to dust the lens? I mean, give me a break, lady or boy. Anyway, yeah, I think you're going to be a good actress because I see a lot of animation in your face when you speak. And I like that. Uh, My complaint today in Angie Baby Listen to This is, too many of these movies I see, they read lines. They forget that facial expressions tell more than a line. Mm-hmm. Like silent movies, you know, silent movies, they had no lines, they had faces. And I came up, you know, I started in 1959, so I came up the, the pike with the big stars. And all the big stars, every single one of them, no matter who they were, they all said to me, Ron, being animated is the most important thing. Deliver your line with body language. And I do. And that's why I work well, because I make the audience see more than just hearing and that's my tip to you and i think because you you have an animated face she does she moves her face well
1: and she's really good you should see her as a pregnant lady no i could uh...
2: picture she's she's (laughs) got to be a good you know some people are are, some actors are stones you know that they're just frozen stiff they're stones they get on set they don't move they don't talk they just read a line and i want to scream what the hell are they doing there we don't need you as a line reader we could do that at a table reading but Yes, I want to see the, your work. I want to see you as a pregnant lady, uh, and of course, Adrian. I love Adrian.
1: So there you Actually, go. Actually, Eileen liked it a lot. So hold on. So let's let's go back. We'll we'll, we'll plug the film again because um, it's coming out May first. Let's. What is it called again? For the uh-huh. love of Jesse, and it I comes, out, it May 1st. It comes oh, out May first. It comes out May first, you guys. Wait, I
2: didn't hear that. What was it called again?
1: For the love, for the love of Jesse. Oh, okay. So so tell us, what is All About E? Because I know that that's the show that, I guess that must be an Australian show that got you popular enough to be able to come and start working in America. Tell us a little bit about All About E.
4: So All About E is a, um, I play a, a lesbian DJ who is Lebanese and not out to her parents. And she's married her Irish best friend, Matt, to keep him in the country and to also get her parents off her back. Um, she E stumbles across a bag of money one night and um, her and her best friend Matt go on the run and they decide to go visit E's the the, the, the love that got away is love of her life, um, Trish and and we go from there and there's planes and there's all kinds of weird accents and it's a wonderful little Australian movie that um, you get to see a lot of Sydney Outback as well, like uh, the the Red Desert and the beauty of, of what Australia is. It goes from the nightlife to rural to, um, to country.
2: It's very beautiful. Sounds like the life story of a lot of women I know. Actually.
4: And you know what's really wonderful about this lesbian film? No one dies. The girl gets the girl. Um, good,
2: good, no good, one, good. You know,
4: it's actually a happy, a happy story, which is
2: which We is need, like, we need that now, especially with wow. the virus. And you
4: yes. see I, on Hulu. It's currently playing on Hulu in in the states.
2: Oh, there gee, you guys go. Wiz, to... hang on for gee, I forgot the name. What is it called again?
4: Oh, it's called. All about E, not to be confused with all it's about. All
2: about Eve e. with Betty Davis. Not
4: to be confused, but right. all about E because I play E, short for Elmira.
1: There you go. Okay, so, so listen up. So, this is going to be a this is like an interesting question for me, but because um, you're in Venice the series, you guys, and in Venice the series, everybody knows knows it because we've had Crystal Chappelle on several times, Tina Sloan, Dot Marie Jones, Adrian Wilkinson, and Katie McLean have all been on the show, and now you. Uh, from Venice the series, which is like the most popular like lesbian series ever. Then you're in B I F L the series. Hang on, uh, wait, wait, no, no, wait. On, I, no, i Why did playing, you have on to say question. lesbian? Series. No, because I'm I'm because that's part of my question. Then she's got another show called B I F L the series, and that's a, also a, an L G B T Q series. Then she, uh-huh. Then she was in a, a, a an episode of a a thing called Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. And then she's in another thing called Passage. It's, it's about a paranormal agent and a queer mom. And then she's in Alice and Isa, which is another lesbian-like romance. Like, like, and like uh,
4: have a feature film coming out called Forever Not Maybe, which is also a lesbian feature, which is what I ended up coming to
1: America to shoot. There you go. So, so my question is... Um, Dykes for days. <laughs> Like, I think it's, number one, I think it's really cool that you're working and you're getting all these great roles, and you're, you know, you're, most of the things that you're in on IMDb, you're not like the 30th one on the list, you know, you're like the top three or four characters in everything, which I think is amazing, because, you know, that doesn't happen to a lot of people, and you haven't been here that long, Um, so... So, how are you finding like all the lesbian roles? Are you okay? Are you worried about being typecast? Because I know you're know, you're totally straight in in uh, for the love of Jesse, and you look great, and nobody would ever know. And looking at you now, you're so hot; they're all drooling over you. So, so <laughs> how how has that been for you in your own head, and are you worried about getting stereotyped?
4: I do get asked that question a lot, and I try and I I really like to try and put a positive spin on things, try and see the opportunity and everything, and. If I'm being offered roles in LGBTQ media, then it means that representation is happening, and more people are seeing stories of themselves or what they want to be seeing out there. So Absolutely. it actually makes me quite quite um, heartwarmed to to know that I am that that I am constantly being offered roles that are queer. Like i have just I'm going to be offered. Uh, I've just been offered another role. It's called Slay My Heart, where I play a serial killer in the zombie apocalypse, and I'm married to my wife. And, you know, and, and that sounds wonderful. So the more roles, queer roles I'm offered, then the more representation is out there, the more we are normalised, because we are. Yeah, I'd I love it. I would love
2: to play a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I, would look, I would look good. I would look like it. No, I would. I look very good with earrings and lipstick and eyebrow, and lashes without hair or tits. And I could play a butch lesbian that just came in driving my 18-wheeler, and I'm going to go and have a couple of beers. And I mean, Actually, you know. he's
1: like laughing, but I, now, I don't know if you know who Jane Russell is. Jane Russell was like Marilyn Monroe era. Um, she was in Jennifer Preferred Blondes, huge, huge star back in the like 40s and 50s and stuff. Um, so he used to impersonate Jane Russell so in is. straight clubs around the United States for many, many years, and then he became best friends with her, mm-hmm. Um, the actual legend, you know, movie star. So, so when he says all those things, if you saw what he looked like in drag when he was a little bit younger, he was like Fuck dro- you
2: younger. When what he was, he was, he was like, oh, oh, oh. Ages, ages, son of a bitch. He was, was dropped.
4: To see it now. No,
2: no, 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 no. Let me tell you. He was something. drop
1: dead gorgeous.
2: Yes, I was at 22 years old. Who's not drop dead gorgeous? Even Quasimodo was gorgeous I I at 21 years old.
1: Can you see this or no? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, like he's like smoking totally hot. Like, lower it. No, sh- no, you mm-hmm. can't lower oh. it. All right
2: there. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, seriously, Angie Baby, actually, I can't say this, but a friend of mine who's a very big producer, director, said to me not long ago, he wants me to play in a movie in drag.
1: He's listening, too.
2: Yeah, but I'm not going to say who he is. <laughs> Because you'll have a shit fit, and knock me on my ass. You know, I hate this bullshit that we can't do pre publicity. But if ever the script gets written, it's going to be great, and I'm going to play a really interesting part. But I would love to play a lesbian. You know, like a like a butch lesbian, a big, tall butch, like like our friend who we love with the airline pilot.
1: Oh, Dot Marie Jones. She Dott, knows you her. know Dot Marie? I love Dot Marie. You yeah, love, love
2: Dot Marie. You love her. I adore her. She's like <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world. And Dot Marie's girlfriend is so gorgeous. Drop dead, beautiful airline stewardess. Sweetie pie. They are, Dott, Dott, they Dott, are relationship
4: goals.
2: I yes. Could, I could play Dot Marie's brother or, or twin brother <laughs> as a dyke. I want to be a dyke. I always wanted you know to that be. that's a derogatory word. Oh, I don't give a shit. Fags are allowed to say it.
4: Take <laughs> <laughs> Huh? We
2: could say it back. Oh, uh, okay. We could uh, say it. We it. don't want straight people to say it. <laughs> and that's like black people call each other, no. you know. Well, they call each other
1: <laughs> bad things. And
2: and yeah, right. But well, if white if, if white people say it, it's derogatory. But seriously, I so w- wait, then. wait, wait. I'm getting a push out there. I want to play a part. I want to play a sex change, a woman who became a man. I would love that role. Wouldn't you, you like play to play be- the Kardashian Wait, guy? Wait, wouldn't you want to play a sex change? <laughs> Think Me? about it. You were once no. a boy, now you're a girl. Oh, Jesus, that's a role you want to play. Are you crazy? What a role that is. Oh.
1: She doesn't mean you play a boy. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh. I know. I, I never thought. I don't
2: know. Make I'm believe not- you were once a boy, and now you had a sex change like to in a boys girl. Boys don't
1: cry, though. Otherwise, if you played like, oh. like Hillary oh, okay. Swank's role in Boys Don't Cry.
2: Please. I love I would love to see you do that.
1: I so bet wait you a you'd sec, be great though, at that. Now role. you're gonna be a, a serial killer in a zombie movie and you serial made killer. you made a comedy called Crazy Bitches, which is a horror comedy, and you were uh, had some kind of a something to do with Wolf Creek too, which by the way I love those Wolf Creek movies. I think those movies are awesome. And that dude is awesome who kills everybody, the guy. Oh, I he, like,
4: apparently he would be like he would stay in character on set the entire time and speak to you in that creepy voice. Like apparently that's how he how he stayed in character
1: oh yeah. my god like see like I, first of all i think there's he's so like he's kind of like he's so like ugly and manly that he's cute and so like for me i'm like oh my god he's so hot i would die like if the serial killer kills what, you what, and he's like super saying? good looking
2: what, what are you saying in, in the front of my face you're saying that what he's so it? hot, hot. You, you think he's hot you piece of shit how dare you <laughs> say that in front of me what the fuck is wrong you, with you Rick, this is everyone. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, listen. I'm in love with Jason. That's why everybody he likes Jason Statement. I would go to bed with Jason Statement in two minutes. You know he's asked, but I haven't had time. But anyway, <laughs> if he had, I would go to bed. I like the guy. From I Wolf mentioned Pre- Jason Statement, and he State goes. Them. Whatever the fuck his name is, he's so hot, to kill us.
1: But anyway, <laughs> Here's the difference, oh, really? though, Mandala. Jimmy, here's, no, Jimmy he, goes crazy. Here's the difference. What's okay? the difference, Jimmy? Here's the difference. For me, it would be like some kind of weird fantasy because I think the guy's cute. For him, it doesn't matter where we go. He gets hit on everywhere we go by men and women everywhere. They don't come all over hitting on me. They hit on him everywhere. So for me, it's a fantasy. For him, it could be a reality. He could meet Jason Statham, and Jason Statham could want him because everybody wants him. For me, if I can meet the guy did, from Wolf Creek, he's just going to say, oh, it's nice to meet did, you. And he's going did, to walk did away. I,
2: did I do a good job of brainwashing, Jimmy? I mean, I'm amazing. I really got him to think all this
1: bullshit. Um, no, it's true. You should see when we go out. That's People- because
2: they find out my age and they say, oh, my God, you could still see, talk and walk. And you're not, <laughs> and you're not peeing in your pants while you're talking to us. So they're really taken aback by it. But as far as Jason goes. Do you know who Jason Statham is? Yes. Oh, my God. You know who he is. Mm.
1: Okay, so let's, let's, do, mm. let's do some hypotheticals with you. Okay, so you've been uh, – start thinking about a male and a female that you would love on your bucket list to work with. Um, and then think about whatever film – any film that's ever been made in history. What film would you like to be, have been the star of? And, uh, and go with that. Go with both of those. So who's a male and a female that you're like, oh, my God, I would really love to work with these people?
4: Oh, my goodness. Um, my Absolute Idol – um, someone whom I've looked up to since I can remember and whom I would be so honored to work with is Drew Barrymore.
1: Oh, nobody's ever picked that. Oh, That's oh, a good oh, one, oh. Drew Barrymore. Dr- oh, Drew. That's a good pick. She- Everybody always says Meryl Streep and Ron wants to vomit. No, and <laughs> Drew Barrymore is a sweetheart. You would love her. She's the
2: nicest girl oh. in the world. She's I really fun I can't nice.
4: wait to just one day hang out with her and have a beer and talk about the universe. Oh, and, you
2: know. my My daughter Deirdre used to hang out at upper up in her house with Sadie Katz about 20 years ago and they all hung out together. And she said she's a doll. And Deirdre loves Drew Barrymore. And so to Sadie, they said she's the the sweetest, most beautiful girl in the world and kind and gentle and down to earth and real. So I'm sure if you do meet her. You're going to love her. I want to say something before Big Mouth cuts in. Wait, she has to finish. Wait, I got to get this book. I I forget things. This is important for her career. Okay. Right now, we have a few producers and directors in our show. I know who they are. They're snuck in. They snuck in to grab a load of you, what you look like and who you are. And I want to just say to them, if you don't cast her in one of your movies, you're stupid. Because I think this gal can burn up the screen. Why? I don't know. But I've got an instinct about shit from Shinola, and she's not shit. I think she's a fine actress. I love her look. And I think she would do good, you guys out there, if you booked her in one of your movies. And also, she could stay in the country a while while working.
1: She's, she's here for a while anyway. So hold on, who are the males? What males would you like to work opposite?
2: Ron Russell, what do you think? <laughs>
1: You're um, besides Ron. Thank
4: you for that plug. I really appreciate that. Yes.
1: Oh, I, I, I don't plug. If I, if I, <laughs> he doesn't blow smoke up. If no. he didn't like
4: you, he would like I, you. I, I, I can totally see that. I can no, totally I, see I see everything in you. I am, I am you. very honored by that, so thank
2: you. I see everything in your face and body language, and I know if you were given intelligent, good lines, you could work them to death. I don't know. I might be full of shit. I don't know. No, but no, I, no. You're
4: not full of shit. I, I think
2: I, you're a good actress.
4: I am. I just give me
2: nitty gritty, um, nitty gritty. I like nitty gritty. I'm nitty gritty. Yeah. All right. Me so, too. what guy do you want
1: to work yeah, opposite? Not scared.
4: I'm not scared of things. That's um, Sorry. Say that again, Jimmy.
1: What guy? What guy would you like to op? Like, what? Who's a Hollywood celebrity star that you would think? Oh my God, I'd love to work opposite him.
4: Um, I have always loved. I have always loved. Um. Johnny Depp's work, I I can't get uh, like his early work. I think was amazing. I loved him in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I loved him in like his classics when he was when when he was of his prime. He was fantastic. Then I think um, mm-hmm. just as he's gotten older, a little bit has gone to his head. I'd like to work with him on a real level, like on a on a like just. I'd really love to work with Johnny Depp, I think.
1: He used to, I used to, I used to be a celebrity clothing designer and he and his band used to shop in my store and I love Johnny Depp, young Johnny Depp like What's Eating Gilbert Grape Johnny Depp, yeah. Benny and June Johnny Depp. I'm not like Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp, but like the early stuff like for me What's Eating Gilbert Grape with Leonardo DiCaprio one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie. Johnny
2: Depp is yeah. an actor that i respect because he's nitty-gritty he gets into the role he doesn't read lines he's a good example of what i'm trying to talk about yeah. uh he, he is an actor that becomes the character and that's what i like doing i don't want to be me in every movie i'm in i can't be ron russell i, I won't like for clown Two motel i'm going dark blonde I'm not going to be a white haired old man. I'm going to have a be a blonde, and I believe in changing your look so the character gets better. I'm playing a general, and I think a general should be a blonde. For some reason, blondes look tough. Dark haired people look romantic.
1: <laughs> and I have, I have, I have a four, like a three foot as Edward Scissorhands doll. That looks exactly like him, made out of wax. There's five of them in the world. Yeah, and uh, don't talk about
2: it. They'll be burglarized. Oh,
1: there's only five of them in the world, and it's like. Three feet tall. It's worth a fortune, and it's, it's worth it looks over, just like it's Worth over
2: ten thousand dollars. And it's just amazing. Him, I told him to sell it so I could finish the garden. No, I, I don't, need patio. I don't sell, furniture. I collect
1: action figures. Uh, and, you know, it, I
2: need patio concrete. I need to blow out a wall and put French no, no, no. doors. Okay, hold
1: on. We have to go back. So, what movie would you like? What movie would you have liked to have been in? Where, you, if you could be the lead in any movie, it can be an old movie, a new movie, it can be any movie you like. What are some of your favorite movies, too?
4: Oh, I. <laughs> One of my top five is Beetlejuice.
2: I oh, great movie. And everything Ron Russell's in.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Russell's in. Um, do you know, I really enjoyed, and I really enjoyed Joker, your Queen Phoenix's version of Joker, and just where he went with that. Um, and there's a lot of controversy behind it because, you know, whatever but when you actually get down to the the nitty-gritty of what the story is and how this character brought like just the beautiful development of this character i would love to be given an opportunity to bring a character like that that is very dark and nitty-gritty to life where you actually kind of feel for someone who is that crazy um And I know that that is a very recent film, but it was something, it was a a movie that I just watched and I couldn't get enough of his performance.
2: Joaquin, Joaquin in in person. And I've met him a few times through friends of mine, okay? Uh, Also Sadie Katz. You know, my daughter used to hang out, as I said, up at your friend's house there. And Joaquin didn't live far and they were all one big group. Uh, In my meeting with Joaquin a few times, I found him to be extremely deep and into self. uh, It's like he was always looking and studying and learning, uh, an intense man. So when I saw Joker, I thought he ran with it. He absolutely took all of his insides out and gave them to the audience. He did a brilliant, brilliant job.
1: I find and people either loved it or hated it. I loved it. No, I love Joaquin's
2: work. I love absolutely. everything yeah. Joaquin does I love.
1: Absolutely, I,
2: me too. I would love to work with him, except he'd bury me if I ever did. There's no way <laughs> There's no way you could absolutely not allow him to eat up the scenery on the screen. He, His presence does it. Yeah. He's just a phenomenal actor and a sweetheart of a guy, very gentle, very soft-spoken. I know his mother, I know his aunt, and my daughter, Deirdre, stayed with his dad in Costa Rica. So we we, we all know a lot about, and, and Rain, his sister, we know the family well. They're a lovely people. They're a sincere, down-to-earth, honest, non-pre- non-pretentious, non phony baloney people. They're lovely, and it shows him Joaquin's work.
1: So do you actually like watch horror movies? Because now you're going to have three of them under your belt. Do you like horror movies? Do you watch do. them at all? I do.
4: I grew up, when I was younger, um, I grew up watching, like, Wishmaster and yeah. And Oh, I'm friends with Doug Bradley. Elm Street and all of those wonderful, horrific, ex- you know, I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it as well. One of my
1: favorite TV <laughs> wait, shows. One, one, hang on, wait, wait. One of your favorites is what?
4: One of my favorite TV shows is The Haunting of Hill House.
2: On Netflix. oh, that's my number one. Ugh. That's my number. The original, the black no, no, and she's white. She's talking
1: about the TV show that's out now. Oh no, I'm talking oh, about the love, original movie.
4: I also love the the movie as well.
2: The black and white. The black and white is. The, oh, is that scary as all yeah. hell? The rubber door is, moving. Oh.
4: Yes, there is. And then I also love the. Um, the haunted house as well. So I, I love horror movies, absolutely love them. And when I met Maccabee, who did For the Love of Jesse, knowing that he's actually a horror buff, I've told him that he writes something that is dark as I would love to play uh, like the most serial, like the most prolific serial killer. And I'm just not, I, I'm not scared to, to go places and
1: uh, horror movies just, I Hyena, wanna- that's hyena. <laughs> That's hyena, right? Say that again. Hyena.
4: Yes. Well, no, hyena is more action, less horror. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, here's a plot for all of you out there
2: worried about stealing my plot. I wanted to, I wrote a little quickie about a gypsy. And you could play the part as a gypsy woman who tells the future of people that go there. And the futures happen. And the future would be you sat there and you say, beware of bridges, because a bridge will collapse in an iron. A peace will pierce your heart and all that kind of crap, that killer shit they do. And <laughs> you're the gypsy and you tell, and you're a wicked gypsy. And somebody's now trying to kill you because you said that their relative would die in a, in a plane crash, and the plane did crash. And that person feels that you should not be on the planet because you can predict death. And he tries to kill you, and the plot unfolds from there. So anybody out there wants to steal, you can steal it and write it. Cause I, I
1: have <laughs> you no just fa- gotta cast Mandela I have no it.
2: fucking time to write this shit. I'm writing so much crap and learning lines. So somebody steal it and make it and cast this girl as a gypsy. There you I go. could see her as a really good, spooky kind of in depth gypsy girl saying tonight when you go to sleep, beware. And then she continues. You know, she's got that kind of look and stuff. <laughs>
1: also, we've had on the show, we've had Pinhead and all the Cenobites from, from all the Hellraiser movies. I'm friends with all of them from back in the day. And uh, so we've had all of them on. actually, one of them we had on for Halloween, Simon Bamford, who plays Chatterbox. Chatterer. Chatterer. The big fat one with all the fucking teeth. And yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I
4: actually the guy the the lead guy who um in the in the first film who gets like everything torn off. I can't remember his name, but I was watching a play the other day, well, you know, before pre-pandemic that he was in what? and the entire time I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, Where the fuck do I know you from? And it
3: was, it was I do that all the um,
2: time. It was, I, I have to plug a movie because it's time. Uh Joe Castro I, I don't know if you've met Joe Castro, but you have to. He creates the most disgusting vomit looking monsters you ever want to see. I mean, that you could puke from the rubber, the saliva, the disgracefulness. i mean it, it's an it's an insult to humanity to look at those ugly fucking things he makes anyway it's very popular. Oh, he's very popular <laughs> he's won awards. He made a rat. For a movie I just finished that should be coming out soon. Am I allowed to say this, Churchill? I don't know if you're Fuck to you! I'm well, saying it's on, it anyway.
1: it's on IMDb. So you well, can I'm say saying it. it
2: anyway. The day I went to work, I ha- I grabbed a load of the rat. It scared the shit out of me. I didn't even want to work with it. It was so disgusting.
1: It's like as big as a Volkswagen. A big as
2: a Volkswagen, and it kills people, of course. It's, it's called Big freaking Rat, everybody, right. and it'll be coming out Right. It Gate. doesn't kill me. I kill it, and I cook it, oh, and we yeah, all right. eat it. Yeah, yeah, and then right. we no, got... That's, that's how the, just, the virus came out. We ate the rat on the set. It never started in China. It started up, up in California. <laughs> in California yeah. Us eating the big rat. Anyway... People, go see the movie. It's a good movie. Churchill did a good job. He's a good director. We had our little battles. I beat the shit out of him a couple of times. You know, we're from Brooklyn. We duke it out. But we got a good movie out. The movie's good. And the the rat rat is fabulous. And it's called The Big Fucking Rat.
1: No, The Big Wait
2: a minute. Stop interrupting. I'm going to beat you with this mic in two minutes. It's not called called, It was originally called The Big Fucking Rat. And that's why I read the script. Because I'm a pig. (laughs) Then they change it to the big friggin'
1: freaking freakin', not friggin',
2: freakin'. Freakin'. What the hell is freaking? How faggy-mamby-bamby can you get?
1: <laughs> anyway,
2: everybody, when you see the title, change it in your minds and say, oh, the big fucking It's on rap.
1: IMDb. It's got a great cast.
2: Yeah, and it's a good movie. And Church, when is that thing coming out? We don't know. It's going to go on Amazon, Netflix, all those
1: shit. But say hi, though. Everybody say hi to Thomas Churchill, the hi, director, because he's Church- listening. So. Oh,
2: he's really listening? Yeah. Hi, baby. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. What's up? Did you send? We
1: also want to give a shout out to Thomas Claxton, who says he's working on his roof and listening. Tommy, where the <laughs> fuck are you? We haven't so, seen you. So what else do we want to promote for you? We got like four or five more minutes, six more minutes. What what do we want to like? What do you got coming out? So we can everybody can see all about E. You guys, it's on Hulu. She said Venice series. You can see where's Venice series on Amazon Prime.
4: Um, I believe you can um, subscribe on Vimeo.
1: Okay, on Vimeo, you guys, Venice the Series.
4: Yep. Um, uh, I don't know. Biffle is on um, YouTube at least until May the 1st, and then it's going to be jumping over to a new platform called Reverie. Yes. Um, and what else, what else? For the Love of Jesse is coming out May the 1st. Um, and that will be across, I believe, Amazon Prime and Hulu and all the things.
1: Yeah, let's in a whole bunch of them. Yes.
4: There's, yeah, a whole bunch of things. Um, uh, all my other, all my others, I'm not sure when Forever Not Maybe is coming out yet. It was, we were meant to have it screening. It was meant to be screening at the NoHo Cinefest, um, last week, but, um, that will be coming out at some stage. A bunch of stuff is coming out.
2: <laughs> well, we need it because we're stuck in our houses. Now, I want to talk about Clown Fear starring Sadie Katz and co-starring Augie, Duke, and who's the guy, J- Johnny who? I don't
1: know. The guy,
2: the, the male guy. J- Randy.
1: Johnny. Randy. No. No, no, Randy Wayne is in it too. Oh, no,
2: Johnny something. Anyway, it's a pretty good film. I play Minister in a wacky, faggy kind of minister <laughs> who's really not a minister. Huh?
1: Minister McBad? No, no McFadden, Minister Mc, McFadden, McFadden, a wacky
2: kind of a, I, I have a, a place in Las Vegas, a dump that I changed into a chapel and I marry people and then I send them down Circus Road and the clowns killed them, So nobody knows that I'm really a phony. He's taking money. But anyway, that's just my version of the plot. The writer didn't write it that way. How dare he? But anyway, <laughs> um, it's a good film. Watch it. It's 80 cats. You see her ninnies again. So, Dave, ninnies are out. And Angie, Augie didn't show ninnies in this, did she? I don't know. But Augie has a great ass, so you can watch <laughs> it, Dave, just for her ass. I've, I, we have perverts in this uh, chat room, honey, you gotta get used to it. We've got men that come in this chat room, the women put new batteries in their vibrators, and the men just go crazy. So we're like, you know, everybody's masturbation fantasy show. So, oh, oops, Ninnies <laughs> all over. Wait, question, do you show your ninnies ever?
4: Um, You can see my ninnies in a really great, um, I just can't believe I just said the word ninnies. I've never
2: said that in my life. Well, you know, I I, I get in trouble when I say tits because tits is very, like, sexist. Ninnies are cute. You can see
4: my tits in All About E um, on Hulu. Um, There you go.
2: Well, there you go, Dave. Nay, you just sold thousands of
4: copies. They're great ninnies. So I'm
2: sure they are. You just sold a couple of hundred copies, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) Because people don't give a shit about the movie. They just go in to see the ninnies.
4: I know. I know. That scene is on Pornhub. And I've been told a number of times people message me and be like, "Did you know that this scene is on Pornhub?" And I'm like, "Yes, thank you, thank
2: you." <laughs> well, I, I, I once I once got a a, a message in my uh, message box. I did something where I was in a bathing suit, and a person wrote in and said, "I really enjoyed seeing your crotch." Blah 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 blah. Uh, I hope I don't offend you. I say no. Tell your friends. <laughs>
4: <laughs> let them enjoy it too.
2: <laughs> oh, let everybody see a gay basket. What can I tell you? Absolutely. But, but anyway, um, you're a delight. I want to work with you, and I want I to meet you. To I want to see you. you. I want to do something with you. Like wait, a couple wait. of drinks at a red carpet. We can hang and have fun. Actually, do
1: you like to go to red carpet events? Jimmy's going to invite
4: you. I love to go to red carpet events. I love to dress up.
1: Well, okay, you're we, on the uh, list because you know I'm a publicist. That's how we met in the first places, and uh, uh, and we, we we get invited, so we invite people all the time to red carpet. I'll put you on our list of people to invite, and you can come with us. I even went to a red carpet. I'd love once.
4: to be your um candy.
1: Yeah, Wait, it's listen, fun. I went to a red carpet once that they had
2: cray paper on the floor instead of a carpet, red crepe paper. <laughs> Could you believe how cheesy and tacky that one was, <laughs> and the. <laughs> Film is just as disgusting as the crepe paper. Yeah, sometimes on the, the floor. films
1: suck, but the the red carpet and all the people you meet is amazing. Oh, but you're going to meet our so friends
2: good. are fabulous. Sarah French and Augie Duke and and, and yeah, um, we
1: can introduce you to
2: a whole I, bunch I of mean, cool people. I mean, and Sadie Katz and Mylorine Land and the star of all oh, wow. films met but, Lorene. Once, i love her
4: actually she's, Lorene, and
2: she's such a delight she's, she's my dear my best friend she's like my buddy my sister she and sadie Katz are like sisters i adore them i see them all the time
1: actually the guy who wrote um who wrote for the love of jesse uh the co-writer david mackabee has another horror film and and Lorene is the star of that that's and that's it. how i met david what was the name of that film Night Terrors. Night Terrors, and Lorene's the star of Night Terrors, and that's how I met David in the first place. Lorene
2: told me she did over 38 movies so far.
1: 44.
2: She told me 38. I have it on video.
1: Don't correct me. Doesn't matter. It's more than that, because you go on I'm IMDb. To play, you're
2: going to w- go on home. Go on uh, <laughs> Facebook. I did a thing called Drive-By Shooting, which is really titled Drive-By Film Shooting, and I went to all of our friends, and from my car I shot film of them on the sidewalk in the front of their homes talking about the pandemic. And it's a great little piece of thing. I'm editing it now. And Lorene Landing, Mr. Big Shot, I asked her, how many films have you made? And she said 38. So where the fuck did you get your 44 from? Because when we were at a red carpet thing, she told the guy 44. Well, she was delusional or something. I don't know. I have to ask Lorene. Maybe it was for. She's a sweetheart. I love her so much. I really love. We went to her house and she made dinner. And she made lasagna. She made enough lasagna for 42 people. Oh, oh yeah. You had to see trays and trays of it. I said, Lorene, what did you do? She said, I don't know. I just got caught up in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She kept making layer after layer. So hang on, too. Let's do a one quick promotion. So, um, you guys to follow Mandala Rose on social media. She does not go under Mandala Rose. It's under... What's it under? Twisted something?
4: It's under Twisted Rose with a double I. -I T-W-I-I-S-T-E-D Rose. But if you do look up my name, it will come up.
1: Okay, so so twisted with the two eyes rose on Instagram and Twitter. You guys um, follow her that way. You can see what's going on, and we'll keep you posted with the things that are going on. Don't forget to to watch for the love of Jesse coming out May first with an all star cast. And uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We think you're fabulous, and we're gonna get a lot I think, of plays. I think you're
2: absolutely delicious. And let's friend each other on Facebook.
1: Yes,
4: please.
2: Okay, yes, sweetie, yes, and I, I look so forward to meeting you and seeing oh, you. Because I know, I know you could be one of our good friends. You're crazy. You belong. <laughs> you, belong. You, you belong. You belong with us. You belong. You're an outrageous chick. I know that, and you belong with us. I know. Absolutely. In private, I bet you, baby, you got stories. Make my head turn red. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Let's thank go. you so much. Bye,
2: bye, sweetie. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: bye. What a nice
2: girl. I'm so happy. I was so miserable when I started the show. You know, I was unhappy because Jimmy tortures me a lot before we go on the air. And I tell him, please don't upset me before we go on the air. You know, I don't want to be, like, mean or so, angry.
1: Anyway, so she was fabulous.
2: And she made me so happy, and she changed my home and. In- uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? My whole
1: gemina. So we're going to take a quick music break. Then we're going to come back and do a little bit of uh, uh, an ad. And then we're going to uh, play a song, another song while we're calling our next guest. But first, uh, because Thomas Claxton is on the roof fixing his roof and everybody enjoys his Thomas, music. Thomas, Thomas. We're you- going to what are you doing on your roof we're gonna we're gonna play one of his songs it's called i didn't ask for this i think uh rebels should have it ready hopefully by now so everybody this is thomas claxton i didn't ask for this and we'll be back in a minute enjoy on behalf of on the roof
3: Head up. Too much pain, doom and gloom. I hear it all. There was silence. Too much, way too much. The world needs a hero. But Is isn't me used to judge? Are the man of steel? we keep in mind, I didn't ask here is this. Fear is cold like freezing rain. let
1: Thomas Glaxon, I didn't ask for this. You're on That's okay, we're okay. So, what's up, everybody? Hope you enjoyed it. And um, we want to welcome Pat to the chat room, too, and let everybody know they can tune in every week from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on our home station, W4CY Radio. We're also on K4HD Radio. Jackalope Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, AudioBoom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. And to watch the videos, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. Boom. Got to have fun with the whole thing.
2: We're not on camera this week. Next week, we'll be back on film, folks, so you'll be able to see us. Actually, not film, live. Right now, my little puppy boy, my astro... Boy, our dog has been shaven and he has no more hair, and now he looks like a little beaver or something. He's adorable, he's adorable. He's on my lap, so if you hear weird noises, it's not my stomach growling.
1: Yeah, it's the dog. The dog is always involved with everything. So, again, everybody, for the love of Jesse, comes out May 1st. Uh, in a minute, we're going to call our second guest, um, Grant Malloy Smith. Um, let me think. Do we have anything else you want to say before we like start working on that, or no? We got like a minute or two we could kill.
2: A minute or two to kill. Except for the films that are out. You know, I post a lot of stuff on Facebook, folks, for you to see to enjoy because we're bored. Uh, I wish everybody would do the same. Put up on Facebook whatever you can that we find juicy, interesting, and you know, gossipy or whatever. People like that shit. And this way, we have what to do because if it wasn't for my computer, I would have no contact with the world. And that would be very sad.
1: That's right. And you can follow uh, Ron on, um, you, on Twitter. He's Ron Russell Show. Uh, I'm Dr. Jimmy Starr. And you can also go to the Ron Russell Show. Set the record straight. Ron Russell set the record straight on YouTube to watch his interviews with all his legends. And you can go to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell to watch all our shows. And it uh, should all be good. So I think what we're going to do, actually, I gotta, uh, oh, I'm,
2: I'm hungry.
1: I hope chat room everybody's doing good.
2: I'm gonna eat something. I'm very hungry.
1: What are you gonna eat? What are you gonna eat?
2: Something. I mean, I need to eat something immediately, Jimmy. I got to get up. I'm gonna go eat something, folks. You know, I'm dieting, and I think my blood sugar has dropped, and we don't want that.
1: So That's I, fine. So I I'll have say, to go eat something. Um, says so you want to say when the podcast up. So, so you guys, the podcast goes up about two hours after the show, uh, and you can like listen to it. The videos take a little bit longer when we come back to video. Um. But, um, it's all good. It's all fun. We, we appreciate everybody tuning in and getting all our views because we're getting a lot of views during the pandemic. We got some great shows. We were talking about David Maccabee before, and he was the writer and the director of for the Love of Jesse, and he's coming on. Uh, next week and then the following week we have adrian barbeau coming on and now that we're going to be going back to video we're going to start lining up a lot more great celebrities coming on the show so it'll be a lot of fun i want to thank everybody in the chat room hope you guys are all safe and i hope everybody's staying safe during the pandemic and uh it's all good and we're going to um i think what we're going to do now is we're going to play a song and the name of the song is called my best blue jeans it's by grant malloy smith we're going to get him on the air and then do an interview with him. So uh, uh, go ahead and play it. Let's get going, Rebel. This is My Best Blue Jeans by Grant Malloy-Smith. And when we come back, we'll have him on the line. Got no
0: money to pour paint my pants. Too proud to wipe ball shit.
1: Grant Malloy-Smith say something let's make sure everybody can hear you and then we'll do a proper introduction. Hey how's everybody doing out there? There you go I love it he's like so country-ish. All right everybody now we want to welcome Billboard Top 10 American Roots recording artist Grant Malloy-Smith hello and welcome to the show.
5: Oh I'm so blessed to be here today how y'all doing?
1: We're fantastic let me introduce you to everybody starting off with my cool outrageous man about town co-host Mr. Ron Russell. The crunching you're
2: hearing is me eating a chocolate bar because I'm dieting and my blood sugar dropped and I felt a little weird. You know, I'm going to be 80. Wow. All kinds of crap is happening. What's going on with this 80-year-old <laughs> shit? I mean, I don't <laughs> like it.
1: <laughs> so hold on. Then we have, we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room.
5: Oh, hey, everybody. How's, how are you doing today?
1: There you go. All right, everybody. So this is Grant Malloy-Smith. You can follow him on Twitter, at Grant Malloy-Smith. His website is grant-malloy-smith.com. He's, uh, he's actually like a superstar in the world. Uh, so when you say American roots, that's kind of like the same thing as Americana, right?
5: Yeah, it's the same thing, exactly. It's it's not exactly country music. It's not folk music. It's not bluegrass. It's somewhere in the middle. It's some I call it the island of misfit toys. If you don't exactly fit into those other categories, they... They say you're... throw you in this one. Right.
2: Now, now a- answer me a question. When you go to a motel and you sign in as Mr. Smith, do people look at you with a dirty look?
5: I think they looked at me with a dirty look before when they see the cowboy hat and the guitar and the cowboy boots and all that. <laughs> <laughs> the name is the last thing on their mind at that moment. I, like, love it. Because, you
2: know, all the cheaters, they all sign their name Mr. Smith or Mr. Jones. <laughs> I got to change your name to something more ethnic
1: <laughs> you gotta like you gotta like love but so listen up so first of all you guys so in the world of americana music this guy's like big a big deal i was gonna say big shit big deal this guy's a big deal in, in the world of American music guys he has an album called dust bowl It spent 17 weeks on billboard 11 oh. weeks in the top 10 congratulations wow. Thank and you. um one of the reasons, uh, and also, this is uh, this is something I was impressed with. I took this off your website, and I don't know how the coronavirus has like messed this up. But <laughs> it says that in 2020, you're appearing at the Lincoln Center and Carnegie Hall and getting inducted into the Indie, Hall, uh, Indie Music Hall of Fame at the Grammy Museum. Are you still going to be able to perform at Lincoln Center
5: and Carnegie Hall? Well, Lincoln Center, yes, because that's December, and I hope everything's over by then. But Carnegie Hall was supposed to happen... Uh, next week so that's not happening until next april and the induction into the indie music hall of fame has just been delayed and i just don't know when it will be but it it was also supposed to be next at the, right after carnegie hall so it's been delayed as well but i don't know, know for how long that is like
2: big congratulations oh, come on, are you on kidding he's, he's playing the like, best the best rooms there are, Carnegie Hall. Get out of here! It doesn't even get any bigger. <laughs> you no, know, I'm giving you a break. You're, you're
5: big. big. You're them, very big. Sweeping in the back, you know they. No,
1: yeah, Listen. no, no. no. Take yep. your accolades. Take your accolades. Yeah, you've but, you've and, accomplished and, a lot. And forgive me, I'm not a
2: country uh, folk person, but so I really don't know who you are, and I'm being honest, but I'm so impressed with your credentials that now I want to hear your music. You have to be fabulous because you don't go to those rooms if you're playing rubber bands on a <laughs> uh, cigar box.
1: Which you guys can't see him right now, but if you look, he's sitting in this room and it's got like oh, I don't know, there's got to be like 20 guitars behind him and, and keyboards and mic stands and all kinds of stuff everywhere. Like, So it's really pretty He's It's very, very impressive. <laughs> so here's one reason why we had grandma. not only is he a great musician, um, I have a very dear friend with Eileen Shapiro. His name is Mike Greenlee. And he's a, a lyricist and a writer and a speech coach and everything. And he wrote a song with Grandmaloy Smith. And right. the name of the song is I See You. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the uh, song a little bit before we play it. But I'm going to give my little scoop on it, and then we'll have a discussion about it. Okay. Um, so, so here's here's here it is, everybody. Um, I see you as a song, you know, by these guys, and it's their way of telling older people that we do recognize that they built the world we live in today, that they're grateful for what they've done for us and all posterity. And basically, it's a song to help. Uh, Prejudice against older people, and they've Yay! and they've teamed up with MyMasterpieceLiving.com, and the song is going to be used for their awareness ca- campaign, uh, uh, for their anti-ageism campaign. So basically, you guys wrote a song to help old people. It's the most, I, I think it's like one of the most honorable things I've ever heard of in my like life. Um, Thank and you. and everybody, uh, I, I started reading all kinds of articles about it and and how. And how the song actually came about. And I read an uh, an interview that you did in the Irish Irish Examiner, I think it was. Um, it was amazing. And so let's talk a little bit about the song. You you tell us a little bit from your perspective.
5: Yeah, well, I've known, you mentioned Mike Greenlee. He's my co-writer. He, he's a lyricist. And uh, he called me, I've known him for about five years. And he called me, I think it was about last June. And he said, I want to write a song with you. I said that'd be great, Mike. I normally write my own lyrics, but I'm I'm open to writing with other people. It's good. It makes you do go outside your comfort zone and do something new. I said, "What do you want to write about?" And he gave me a few ideas, but then uh, none of them really resonated. Till he said, "How about a song about what how older people are treated in society?" And I and immediately I thought of something. You know, as a songwriter, you get. You see things in life that make you want to write a song about it, and you file them away in your little brain. And eventually they'll pop out, you hope, and turn into something. And I immediately thought back to Texas when I was there maybe two years ago, and I was at a food court in a mall. Sometimes when I'm traveling alone especially, I just go to the food court in a mall because you can pick whatever you want. And I was sitting next to this table full of people that had to be all in their 90s at least (laughs) and uh, really old, and they were right next to me. And uh, they were talking, and they were talking kind of loud, because, you know, some of them can't hear that well. <laughs> it's hard. I wasn't trying to eavesdrop. I just couldn't help but hear them. And uh, this beautiful older lady with the oxygen uh, tubes and everything, she was saying that she felt uh, like she was invisible, like she walked down the street and younger people didn't even see her. They, didn't, they looked right through her. And that really, that stuck me in the heart. And I thought, that is a song that's going to be a song someday if someone feels so disenfranchised by society that they feel like they're literally invisible, that people look right through them. So the minute Mike two years later said to me, how about a song about older people? I immediately flashed back on that and I said, that's got to be the title of the song that we're going to tell the people that are, and we're not, it's not like I'm a baby either. I'm, you know, 60 years old. So but but nonetheless, I felt like we got to talk to them directly and say, look, I see you. I see what you're about. I know that you're strong. I know what you've been through, you know, by the way, there's a great story too. a minute after that older lady said that she felt invisible. A guy across from her, he uh, he had been in World War Two uh, toward the end of it. And he said, you know, these young kids, they don't understand that. Uh, I look old and frail now. I know that. But. It wasn't that long ago in my mind that I was in France, and I was literally fighting with knives with a Nazi, and I won. I'm a badass, he said. (laughs) And I thought, that's amazing. That is an amazing story.
2: Okay. I've been fighting ageism for a long time, because I'll be 80 May 28th. And I found the secret. Young people fear us, because they know that soon they will be us. And they don't want any part of us. So what I do is I become them. My friends in Hollywood, Sadie Katz and all the actresses I mentioned, they're all in their 30s to 40s to maybe early 50s. They love me. They could be my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I hang out with them. I go to parties with them. I go to red carpets with them. They treat me just like all the others. Mm -hmm. If old people stop being old, Young people will accept them. But some old people, a cranky son of a bitch, that sit there and say, oh, you're too loud. Oh, you where you wear your hair? Oh, look at your clothes, you look weird. What, tattoos? What's with purple hair? They condemn they say terrible things. And young people say, fuck you, I don't need your shit. Get away from me. <laughs> so if you're a cool old, like I have people, young girls, that like one in particular, Sadie Katz, who I love, she's a young girl. And you know what she said to me? oh, I wish you were my father or even my grandfather. I said, how about great-grandfather soon, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's how you portray yourself as an older person.
5: That's true, it's how you think about yourself. And uh, some, some unfortunately, some older people are kind of alone. They've lost their spouse or their loved one. And uh, loneliness is a big problem for a lot yes, of Yes, the big. Older.
2: There's a solution to loneliness, and that is find people. Go to the senior citizens. I tell them all the time.
1: Actually, hold on. I got a place for that. Because, like I said, the song I See You, they've teamed up with My Masterpiece Living, which is basically like a support system that promotes su- 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 ugh, successful aging for older people. That's right. And uh, we should check that out, everybody. It's MyMasterpieceLiving.com, because I think the, the fact that you've teamed up with them and they've chosen your song to be the song for the campaign is amazing, and what you guys are trying to do with the song is amazing. I think it's wonderful. And, uh... And I also want to go uh, give a shout out to Mike Greenlee because um, not only is he a lyricist, he's considered to be one of the, the preeminent speech writers, basically like in the country, mm-hmm. and because he's also in an age group that's older and he works in corporate America – You know, he finds the same ageist, even though he's the best one. They want to hire somebody that's younger, maybe prettier, maybe whatever, just because it looks good, even though they're not as qualified. And so ageism is a big thing, especially in corporate America. You know, we're not in corporate America, so we don't have quite that kind of discrimination. But I think it's a terrible thing.
2: I just dealt with corporate America, Geico. I was fighting Geico (laughs) over a claim that was unjustified that they did. I won. They are doing what I wanted them to do. But they thought I was some 80-year-old, pathetic old bag. And
1: they were treating me that <laughs> way. Well, they were and they treating, were treating that me way. that
2: way. When they found out who I was and what I did on this show, we have over 5.5 million people that are going to hear you and see you. I said, say no to Geico. I went after them double barrel, okay? And then they said, who the frig is this Ron Russell? He's as old as dirt. What <laughs> is he doing fighting like a 21-year-old? Here's what I tell older people. Get a computer, a laptop, you'll or a notebook. You're going to love it. It's going to take you into the world, all over the world. You can see movies on it, old Clark Gable movies, Betty Davis movies. There's so much entertainment. Oh, you know
1: those people are, right? Because you're 60, so you know who Clark Gable is. Okay. Yeah, and
2: the, I'm talking about seniors. So there's such a world opening to you, and I tell them that. Go to senior citizen meetings. Meet people. You may find romance at a senior citizen, a companion. My dad did. Of course, many older people do. A companion to live with you, to share your life. Loneliness is a decision that you make. It's not bestowed
1: to you. Unless you're too in too bad a shape that you can't do that. Well,
2: God forbid if you're not healthy and, and whatever. Going to have a kidney uh, service, you meet people. Kidney service? When they take your kidneys and they flush them. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> What is that called? So anyway, let's go back to the song.
1: So the song is I See You, you guys. and So basically the title came out of basically that whole conversation that you're just talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to play the song for everybody.
2: Before you do that, I want to make it very clear to everyone listening. This man should get a standing ovation for what he has done because no one has addressed this issue. And he has written a song, he and his friend, that i think will make a difference and i want to thank you personally on behalf of being not old cuz when i do get old i will i will i'll let you know <laughs> <Yeah.
5: laughs> you well. thank you very much and i'll, I'll tell you i've played this song live in concerts many times since i since we wrote it and uh, it always gets a big react a big emotional reaction from people young oh, and not just older people oh,
2: it's a subject that somehow got swept under the rug
5: yeah
1: it's an important subject, though, and I think everybody's going to love You know gonna, like, why? Because if
2: you don't die young, stupid, you're going to get old.
1: <laughs> That's true. That works. So here it is, everybody. The name of the song is I See You. It's uh, uh, written with uh, Mike Greenlee. Uh, this is Grant Malloy-Smith. He's a superstar. Please enjoy I See You. Here we go.
0: Young and strong and all of that They walk by, don't look back They didn't seem to notice you were leaning on a cane You were once like they are now Starry-eyed, laughing loud Just spent a lifetime building up the world we have today Time runs like rivers to the sea Time pulls you in life gravity You feel fragile, but you're strong You think you're invisible, but you're wrong I've been inspired by your courage all along I see your whole life shining through I see you. After all the years you've lived, given all you had to give, folks call you a senior now as if that were your name. You built cars and factories, saved us all from tyranny. After all your eyes have seen your world just ain't the same time like rivers to the sea time pulls you in like gravity you feel fragile but you're strong you think you're invisible but you're wrong I've been inspired by your courage all along I see your hope life shining through I see you All the friends and all the loved ones who have gone Every brave face, every smile that you put on In these twilight hours wishing can't hold back the dawn You feel fragile, but you're strong. You think you're invisible, but you're wrong. I've been inspired by your courage all along. I see your whole life shining through. I see you.
1: Hey, everybody, so that was I See You by Graham Malloy Smith. It is beautiful. Your voice is beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful. Everybody in the chat room is, like, loving it. They're like, oh, my God, what Okay, chat song.
2: room and everybody listening will for five million of you. If you have older folk, parents, uncles, aunts, seniors, send them, get this music to them. It is inspiring. It'll help a lot of old people who think because they're old, it they could be broken down and nothing. This makes you realize that you are something. You are just as good as you were when you were 20. You just may not look the same, but you can be who you were. And this song is the most inspiring song. Not only do I love it, but I want to push it as much as I can because it's such a wonderful message and it's an inspiration to all old people who have said, why do I care? Soon I'll be dead. No, you may not be dead soon. You may live to be a hundred.
1: It's is right. beautiful. Congratulations, first of all. You guys did a great job. You sang it beautifully. Your voice, I mean, it's, you sound so different on you that know who he com- sounds compared like? to my best blue jeans. And I was like, <laughs> it's so beautiful.
2: Your you know voice who, is gorgeous. You know who he sounds like? Who? Better than the, the old man Nelson. What's his name? The country singer?
5: Willie Nelson.
2: Willie Nelson. You sound better than him, but you sound like him. <laughs> Willie. Willie's 100. How old is Willie? He's like a 100.
5: He's 86 or seven or something like that. God
2: bless him, and he's still banging on the guitar.
1: So here's another thing, though, you guys. With the song, I See You, um, we, we, didn't, we couldn't play it now because we don't have the video cable at the moment. But if you go to YouTube and you plug in Grant Malloy Smith and you put I See You, they did a fabulous video to this song. It is really, really, really good. It's a beautiful video. I really um, think The that- cover of it is beautiful. It's got, the cover of the song has an old person and a young person hugging each other. It's really beautiful.
2: I really want this to go out, and we know that Donald Trump listens to everything, not he, but his people, uh, because we're on Twitter and all that jazz. So Donald Trump has people that listen to everything we say, and I want Donald Trump to know that this music should be sent to the White House, and it should be played, I don't know how or why or where, but it should be played for the uh, advantage of elderly people. So I'm saying, Donald Trump, listen to this music. You're no kid either. You're 70 years old. You're another old bag.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's going to get him to play it. Well,
2: he's no no chicken. he's he's 72. He's 72. He's even older than I thought. He's on his way. He's entered the dawn of senility with the rest of us.
1: Uh, I think think that this is going to be totally well-received by everybody. Um, Your voice is really, really beautiful in it. Uh, I, I think it's just fabulous. And it's kind of funny because when I watch the video, I think I watch the video more than I listen to the lyrics. And then when I listen to the MP3, you'll have to listen to the lyrics. No, the, the lyrics, lyrics, are, the lyrics
2: are wonderful. The lyric about not being invisible, that part is really good. Uh, there's so many messages in this song without beating you over the head. It's subtle. And it's kind. It's saying to you, look, a stupid. Don't be old. Get young move on, be happy. You know, every moment that I'm going to be 80, as I repeat, I don't have much ahead of me, maybe what, 30 or 40 or 50 years. And I want to use them the best I can. I want to use them the best I can. I don't want to waste them, you know. And if I fall ill and I'm in a wheelchair and I'm peeing myself, well, you know what? I'll still go to parties. I'll just bring a piss pot with me and smile. You know, you you can do that. You can do that
1: absolutely so you guys also check out my masterpiece living um, grant grants uh, website is grant you call that a hyphen, right? Is that what you call yeah. the
5: little dash hyphen. or hyphen? Yeah, either
1: way. Okay, Grant-Malloy-Smith.com. Well, you know, he graduated third in his class. Sixth, you don't know what, sixth, sixth. in his class. I, I you don't know I, what I a I hyphen is. I forget the names. Um, so, anyway, it's Grant-Malloy-Smith.com. He's on Twitter. It's grantmolloy-smith, which you should follow me on Twitter. You don't follow me. I follow um, you, though. So, Dr. Jimmy Starr, follow me back. And, Jimmy um, will
2: push you all over the world, but um,
1: trust and, me. And then, um, so so we'll come back and, and mention the song again in a minute because we got like ten minutes. Let's also talk about you found you're the founder founder of the Indie Collaborative, which is also what how Mike Wagner, I mean Mike Greenlee, Mike Wagner, Mike Greenlee found you.
5: So tell everybody what is the Indie Collaborative because it's a very cool thing. Yeah, it's a basically a consortium of independent musicians like me and like Mike, or people that are in the music business one way or another, um, and we. It's, it's just a mutual support network, basically, but we're around the world. We have about 2,000 members, and we have about uh, 600 of their profiles showing on our website right now. And uh, we, we get together a few times a year, and we put on showcases. We started just doing internal showcases just for other musicians, but we, they got bigger and bigger and bigger, so we decided to branch out and do shows uh, for the public, too. So we just started doing those about a year and a half ago.
1: That's Awesome.
5: And, and anybody can join, it's free, there's no, it doesn't cost you anything, we don't make any money at it, we just do it because we love it. And um, that's that's it's really just to help other musicians, help each, help each other. And how, and how do they find uh, it?
2: I would join, except I don't have a second, one <laughs> second to, I'm serious, I'm not kidding, to give to anything more. I mean, I, every day I get millions of people, not millions, thousands, hundreds of people saying, can you support this benefit and that benefit?
1: This is not a benefit. No, though. no, this
2: or is... organizations. You don't let me finish English. Well, you interrupt me. I know because
1: well, I wanted everybody to know how they get to it, and like you interrupted I, go- me originally.
2: I always interrupt you because you put me to, <laughs> you put people to sleep.
1: You're I boring. Don't put people to sleep. You're boring. So wait, how do people find the Indie Collaborative?
5: If you just go to IndieCollaborative.com, just one word, IndieCollaborative, and then dot com, I N D I E, you know, collaborative.com, You you can join. There's a button right there to do it. it. Doesn't cost anything. Be a member. You can have your profile on our website. You can be in our we have a private Facebook group where we do a lot of talking and interacting and helping each other, you know. And um, it's just it's just a great organization that brings musicians together. We're, we're sort of in an, in an insulated world. You know, we each go out and do our own thing. So it's nice for us to have a way to connect to each other, too. And there's people of all levels in it, from the beginners all the way up to people that won five Grammys and everything.
2: So if there are no. any old guys out there looking for a bride, can they find one on your little thing?
5: <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a Russian version of the indie Collaborative. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a Russian version. So you guys, too,
1: at Grant Malloy Smith is his Twitter, you guys. And Malloy only has one L, so it's Grant, M-A-L-O-Y, Smith. And that's his Twitter, and it's indiecollaborative.com, uh for his uh, for the website for indie Collaborative. So, so who are some of the, like, what are some of the, like, if you had a bucket list... And you were going to go and play with anybody? Who's somebody that you're like, oh my god, that you haven't already played with? Who's somebody you'd love to play with?
5: Wow, I would love to play with Willie Nelson. You mentioned him. I'd love to play with uh, Allison Krauss. I'd oh love, yes, I'd love to play with Vince Gill. I have a no. guitar he signed, but I, that's as close as I've got to playing with him. So, <laughs>
1: uh, we have a friend you, you Wendy Moten. You,
2: you wouldn't want to go play with Shirley Theron?
5: <laughs> that's married. Way, but I'm. Married. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we have a friend i think uh her well i know her name her name is wendy moten and she's a phenomenal r&b singer what and a
5: singer, she just girl. released
1: a like a kind of like a country album and she did a duet with vince gill because she's his backup singer oh yeah and, uh, so she just did a song with vince gill what a yeah. super talent he wendy is wendy
2: can sing anything ballads old songs rock and roll r&b i've never seen a performer that had such a diversified uh array of, of voice
1: So, like, do you do you get nervous? Like, if do you play, how how big? Like, what's the biggest uh, group
5: of people that played for you? Think. Well, maybe ten thousand. Do you get nervous? No, it gets easier. The more people there are, the easier it gets. Oh, absolutely! Playing a show for one person than I would. 10,000.
2: I, if, he, if he went out there and there were three people in the audience, you can't play. You're disgusted. You want to cry. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, who wants to play to three people? I've done it. Oh, 10,000 10, builds your ego. You go out and you look at 10,000 people waiting to hear what you have to do. Right. Oh my God, that's a, a thrill beyond belief. I've been there, not 10,000,
1: but yeah, no, maybe, a- maybe,
2: and- maybe 30.
1: So what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Have you been doing like any kind of like streaming shows or anything like during the coronavirus? Or what are you doing to keep busy now that you're stuck inside?
5: Well, I'm working on a new record called Appalachia American Stories. It's a theme record, like a follow up to the Dust Bowl record. And so I've been doing a lot of work on that uh, just by myself because, you know, you can't go out with anybody right Right. now. Go in a studio with other people. But I've been I have my own studio. Tell me about it. Oh, he has his own studio, though. That's good. Yeah, I
2: know. But tell me, I'm, I've got a million movies waiting for me to do. And I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs going crazy. <laughs> I know what that feeling is like. Trust me.
1: Well, the whole world is having that, though. Yeah, yeah. but
2: we want to get going. I wish somebody would tell us what's really going on with this virus. Yeah. I mean, there's so many don't theories. Don't
1: start with that one. No, but there's so many <laughs> theories about it. Okay, but we don't want to talk about that one. Oh, by the way, you guys, too, I don't know, like, uh, we were talking, Uh, Mike Greenley, the lyricist and everything. You can check out his website is MikeGreenlee.com. And uh, how, how come you had to put the hyphens in your email address to somebody? Is there another Grant Malloy-Smith?
5: No, no. I think that when I went to get my domain years ago, it wasn't available. Uh, I think that somebody, not. somebody had got it. And then they they wanted a lot of money for it. So I said, forget it. I'll just isn't
1: I think that's terrible the way people go out and buy people's names, websites, you know, for 12 bucks and hold them ransom for like three grand or five grand and stuff. like. I think that's like a sin. They shouldn't be able to do that. It's called gouging. You should be able you have to like you should have to like show a driver's license or something that that's your name (laughs) before you can like go get that. Because I think that's such robbery because I always have that problem all the time.
2: What about me, Ron Russell? There must be 75 million people in the <laughs> world named Ron Russell. <laughs> I, I swear, you know, RR, everybody, some mother was laying in bed saying, oh, I think I'll name my kid Ron because it goes good with Russell, RR. <laughs> anyway, so so I'm I'm Ron Russell's show. I beat
1: them out. Yeah, he, he added show to the I MPs. added show
2: to my name, so you could do the same thing. If ever you need a problem, just say, you know, I'm fabulous. And then put your name after it because you are fabulous.
1: So when you go to the grocery store, is it pretty like empty where you are? Like we're in Palm Springs and they make us like, yeah, you're not allowed in any store, any grocery stores or drug drug stores or anything. If you
5: don't have a mask on, like, do you guys have to have a mask everywhere? Um, I don't think they make you have a mask, but um, they don't allow more than X number of people in the store. depending on Yeah, we have that, too. And you got to have, you know, they put lines on the floor to make you be six feet apart. Yeah, we got that.
1: Right.
5: All the, and they made, the, one of our smaller places made it, put arrows on the ground so you can only go one direction down the aisle. So you don't have people crossing each other. Right. Not no, much. we don't have that. We don't have that. should do that everywhere because if you got people coming, even in a big aisle, you're going to be really close. You're going to be two feet apart. There's no way around it.
2: Yeah, but what I do is I turn towards the canned goods or whatever I'm shopping for. I put my back to it. I've done, and I see people jumping out of my way. I love it. You know, we live in Palm Springs, which is a very gay town. And, you know, Light and the Loaf of Boys, they tend to be like a little frail. You know, they scream queens. They scream a lot. So one day I was walking down the aisle, and a guy saw me coming. He jumped out of the way, and I said, oh, are you a ballerina? Are you a prima ballerina? I've never seen a jump like that. And he gave me a filthy look.
1: I know we have that even like walking the dogs. I mean, like this, we have sidewalks and streets and everything, and the people see you coming and they run across the street to get like away from you. And I'm like, come that's on! Amazing. Now I
2: know how now I know how Typhoid Mary felt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't there a great song? That, didn't somebody do a song about Typhoid Mary years ago? It was a country song, or a western song. I, I remember, remember hundred. Right. Remember there was one about Typhoid Mary. It was a cute lyric too.
1: Now I, that's Proud Mary, not. Typhoid no, Mary.
2: I know Tina Turner. <laughs> That was how is Tina doing? You know, I'm dying oh, no. to know. No. Tina's been very ill. Do
1: you listen to other music that's not Americana?
5: Like, what? What? What do you? If you were just going to be sitting around and you were reading a book, what kind of music would you listen to? I usually don't listen to music unless I really want to listen to it because I find I find that I can't do something else and listen to music at the same time. Oh, I, wow. I really listen to it. I like, okay, listen to it. So, uh, but I listen to everything. I like jazz. I like classical. I like. New Age music, I like rock and roll, I like I like a little bit of everything. I like to mix it up and get a variety. Who are, who are some too. of the
1: rock and roll people that you like?
5: Oh, well, I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, you know, like t- in high school, I was listening to Aerosmith and Alice Cooper and David Bowie and all that crazy stuff, Led, like I said, Led Zeppelin, no, all that I stuff, I loved it all. Yeah. I loved all that stuff. I love all that yeah, stuff.
2: Yeah, but when yeah. I, I cook, I cook, So, when I cook, I listen to Johnny Mantis and Peggy Lee.
1: That's his two favorites. And then I cook well
2: because I relax. To me, Johnny Mantis is the greatest vocalist in the world of ever. Better than Sinatra, better than Bennett, better than all of them. Johnny Mantis is magic. And Peggy Lee, of course, boy, could she knock a song out. And did you know that Peggy Lee sang ahead of the music? No. Yeah, they had trouble with her. She never followed the music. She sang ahead of it. Listen to her when she sings. That was her trick. Mm. Because, it, like, in her, her one lyric was, um, If I Didn't Know. And the music goes, Da 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 da. And Pe- Peggy does, If I Didn't Know. It's almost like she's talking to the song.
1: Mm.
2: And, it, and it was a great gimmick. No I one has ever it. been able to do it without sounding retarded.
1: I like, love But it.
2: I love Peggy Lee. I adore yeah. her voice. And Johnny Mantis, who I've met a few times and is the nicest fella in the world and a a doll of a human being. Uh, He's my favorite.
1: So we've got two minutes. Let me do another plug, you guys. First of all, uh, if you enjoyed Grant's uh, song, my best blue jeans and I see you, he's a, he's a phenomenal talent. You can get his album dust bowl. Like I said, it spent 17 weeks on Billboard, 11 weeks in the top 10. The new song, I See You, uh, written with Mike Greenlee, um, sung by Grant Malloy-Smith, is out now. Check out YouTube for the video. Follow Grant on Twitter, at Grant Malloy-Smith. Malloy only has one L and his website is grant-malloy-smith.com. Again, Malloy is M-A-L-O-Y. Everybody needs to to, to take the ICU song, take the video, share it on your social media, share it on your Facebook page, share it on your Twitter. We need to get the song out there for everybody to uh, hear it, see it, be aware of it because it's such an amazing song for such an amazing topic that is definitely thrown under the rug that people are not paying attention to. So I congratulate you for that. I think it's phenomenal. And, and really it's, it's an honor to have you on the show. Cause I think it's just phenomenal.
2: You know, anybody could have written a song, but this is, this is more than just a song. You know what I mean? This is a prayer, a prayer to music, Good point. uh, No, it's really, it's a prayer to music. It's a prayer that I pray for all the time to be kind to older people because you will be there one day if you're lucky. And then you will turn around in hindsight and say, wow, why was I such a jerk to older people? (laughs) And to those of you out there who mug and beat up elderly people, I want you to know one thing. The law has been passed in the United States of America. Anyone striking... A senior citizen will go to prison. It's against the law. So don't think you could beat up an old person and get away with it. You won't.
1: And what the fuck's the matter with you if you're beating up an old person? Well, you're they're seriously crazy fucked people. Up. Well, you know, how <laughs> you know, many
2: people wanted to punch me around because of my big mouth? And then they find, I know, I have to tell them, I'm gonna be, at the time I was 75 or something, and they'd say, oh, you're full of shit, you're not 75. What are you, 50, hiding behind 75? Huh. I said, well, okay, hit me. <laughs> if you I, take them 55 like i'll go for that hit me
1: <laughs> gotta like love it so everybody this is Graham anyway Smith. i want to just say
2: something more that's it you, gotta, you can have this show hey you're terrific i'm happy i know you i love your music thank you so much from all the old bags in america and the world over thank you for doing something for us instead of just for self you right. have a good life stay healthy stay well and keep away from that virus buddy
5: Yeah, you too. You too. Guys, be safe, be well, and thank you so much for having me today.
2: Our pleasure, believe me. Our pleasure.
1: Yes, absolutely. And everybody share the song all over the place and download it. Let's go. Come on, everybody. Let's support Grandma Lloyd Smith. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Everybody who tuned in, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye.
6: in the mix yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest to today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come on, watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh. so